Running Light Ministry Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can support these podcasts by making a gift to the ministries at runninglight.org. Welcome to the Running Light Better Pleasure Podcast. My name's Bo. I'm Peter. And this is episode number 122. And we don't know exactly the title of this one other than Sex Identity in 2021. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. It's a good title. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this article, I think it came out yesterday. It's from Newsweek. Uh, so they just did a, a huge Gallup poll. A very reputable publication. <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> but they did just do a, a huge Gallup poll from actually the Barna Group. And this is just an article about it. Now, this was, I think, a 72 question survey and it asked a whole range of different things to people from the millennial generation which is the generation that i am from this would be anyone born before uh before <laughs> so anyone <laughs> after the gen xers right we're after the gen xers anyone I'm the gen xer <laughs> so i'm representing gen x anyone born i think after 86 and uh, I mean, I'm sorry, after 86, before 96 is considered a millennial. And then Gen Z are the ones who come after, and they would be anyone between 96 and 2006. So the interesting thing about Gen Z is that they're just now entering the workforce. <laughs> okay. And so they ask these questions of millennials and Gen Z, and a couple of them had to do with sexual identity as well as um, political affiliation, things like that. Now, this is the interesting part of it. This, so I'm reading from the article. Among, among millennials, 30% identify as LGBTQ, more than three times that of the rest of the adult population. When the researchers broke out the youngest of the group, ages 18 to 24, Gen Z, they found that 39% call themselves LGBTQ, so close to half of Generation Z considers themselves LGBTQ. <laughs> I think Gen X... This is awesome. I think Gen X is around... Uh, I think they said it's around 6% of Gen X calls themselves LG... would fit themselves into LGBTQ. So pretty big jumps. Now, I'm going to read a couple of these other... Before we start commenting on it, I'm going to read some of the other questions that they asked because I think they're all very interesting. Uh, so... The results differed significantly from a February Gallup poll that showed 5.6% of U.S. adults of all ages are not heterosexual, so in the LGBTQ community. So that's February of this year, but it took into account all ages. So every, the boomers, the Xers, everyone like that. And it kind of evened out the numbers to around 5.6. So you'd percent. Percent. So you'd have to imagine people from like the boomer generation probably only had like you know, one or two percent were LGBTQ. Gen X was probably like four or five percent. But then, uh, you know, our <laughs> the new generations bumped that number up to around six percent, which sounds pretty high, actually, when you think about it. But now they honed in on the specific ge uh, generations. And that's what they found that in millennials, 30 percent. And by the way, religious affiliation had no effect on the numbers. So meaning 30% of millennials, regardless if they identified as Christian or not, identify as LGBTQ and same with Gen Z. 
but here, here again, some of the other questions. Uh, Barna's poll is based on a sampling of 600 respondents representing millennials weighted for factors such as geographic location, race, gender, who took an average of 17 minutes to answer 71 questions. 600 people, that's it? Yeah, so they took a, a sample size around the country and just, but it made up 700, I mean 600 people. Hmm. And that's how they did it. Uh, now here's some of the other questions. The poll didn't ask directly whether the respondent was gay or straight, asking instead to choose an answer to the question, thinking about your commitments, would you describe yourself as, and then people uh, put in some of their various identifications. But then they also asked, among millennials being uh, searching, I'm sorry, 75% of millennials uh, said yes to the question of searching for purpose in your life, followed by 74% uh, who answered, believe all religious faiths are of equal value. An American patriot was next at 55%, followed by 54% who answered often feel anxious, depressed, or unsafe. 52% who answered deeply committed to practicing their faith. Uh, prefer socialism to capitalism. This one, I think, was kind of interesting. 48% uh, said they prefer socialism to capitalism in the United States. What? And LGBTQ was, again, 30% for millennials and 40% for They preferred socialism. Yeah. This is definitely a younger crew. Oh, yeah, millennials and Zs. <laughs> Zoomers, as they call them. 48% uh, said that they prefer socialism to capitalism but i also think the other ones are interesting that uh 54 percent said they feel anxious depressed or unsafe now these are young people these are not um older folks some of these people are still in high school yeah and they said that um so things are getting worse yeah <laughs> as things get more socialist <laughs> we're um, getting worse but, but they want socialism that's right and then uh the the majority 75% said that they're still searching for purpose and meaning in life. They haven't found it yet. Wow. So uh definitely I, I would say not a great survey, <laughs> not a very hopeful yeah. sampling. But what are your what are your immediate thoughts about it? Okay. Well, my immediate thoughts are younger people don't know. I think you know, we don't know much anyway. Yeah. So w you know, when you take surveys like this, uh, you got to take it with a grain of salt uh, because of their age. Right. You know, obviously, for people who don't know th what they're, you know, still haven't found what they're looking for, then how can you even trust them to think that socialism is better than capitalism? Right. Or how can you even trust them to know what their gender yeah, is? Yeah, trust them to know what their is. gender is out of 64 genders. Right. Uh, you know, um, it sounds like what they, it sounds like uh, with, like with most people young in today's world, you know, educational world, it breeds a lot of confusion. Yeah. And it sounds like most of these people are just very confused. Yeah. Um, in their life. They're young. They've gone to school and, you know, today's school is not so much about learning natural law or, you know, uh, ethic laws uh, things like that, but it's very much built on um, social structures. You know what is what is uh, you know uh, good esteem. What makes you feel right? Um, you know, let's look at the collective. You know, these kind of 
these kind of pseudo psychology i don't know what they are but yeah. you know uh sociology maybe but yeah. um you know um and you could see that they just um you know, they don't really know, but I don't know if too many young people ever know answers to things. Yeah, I, I think that that was, uh, you know, the most uh, important word they used there was confused. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one social sci uh, scientist, he did this thought experiment, which I thought was kind of funny, and it always stuck with me. He said, you know, back in the day, you know, he's an older guy. He's probably mm -hmm. in his, like, uh, now he's probably in his 80s. Uh, but he was like, you know, back in the day, you'd go to the store, and when you were buying jeans, you had really one option, you know, you blue jeans, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so like, and they weren't going to fit you, no matter what you did, they, they weren't going to fit you, unless you happened to be like the one body type that actually fit into that particular pair of jeans, but everyone else had to like wear suspenders or a tight belt, yeah. they had to cuff the, cuff the bottoms of it to make it work, you know, but it, it never fit anyone just right but he's like but when you went in to buy jeans you would go in you'd buy your jeans and you'd leave the store in like five minutes right he's like now you go into the store and there's like a billion jeans <laughs> you know there's like boot cut there's like high rise there's low rise there's yeah. relaxed fit athletic fit and you go in and there's all these different colors and he's like and you go in needing jeans and there's so many choices so many things to pick from that you get overwhelmed and a lot of times you leave the store and you don't even buy jeans mm. and you needed them. <laughs> He's like, that's what he calls the problem of choice. When you give people too much choice, you overwhelm them and they become so paranoid about making the wrong decision that they don't make any decision at all. And they become anxious and probably uh, feel like they're walking on sand. That's right. And so if it's that big of a deal, like if you've ever gone to the store and felt stressed out about buying clothes, He's like, now think about picking a career, going to the right college, marrying the right person, picking your gender, picking your sexuality <laughs> at like a young age, like 12 <laughs> years old. Be like, hey, what gender do you think you are? You know, 18 years old, what gender do you think you are? And there was a benefit. What he meant when he used the example of the blue jeans is there is a benefit to having a default. And I hope that makes sense. There's yeah. a benefit to saying if you're not, if you don't know what you are, you're this, you know, there's a default, you're straight, you're, you're born with a penis, you're a man, you're born with a vagina, you're a woman, you know, there's a benefit to having a default because people won't become overwhelmed. They'll be like, oh, like, this is what I am. Okay. And it's only those select small percentage of people that feel so wrong about it that they're going to buck against the default. Yeah. It's like if you go to a place, a small town. Um, you know, or a small tribal area, right? Right. There's, there's not all this choice. They don't sit here and figure out what they're going to wear. Right. They don't. They're not thinking about that. Right. Um, they're not. If they have clothes, they're happy. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Know? They're not thinking about where they're going to eat. Right. I remember K.P. Yohannan in one of his books on mission work um, um, talked a lot about the, the United States choices with clothes you know, in the closet being filled with all these, what shirt should I wear kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, he was talking about so many people in India, you know, they're just stoked to have like one sh pair of shoes, right? you know, and uh, yeah. And, and, and it makes sense, you know, obviously that a lot of these, it, it, this, the questionnaire doesn't, it's not a, it, it's not the result of, um, let me say this. It's a, res it's a manufactured situation, right? Right. It's something that 
So they're already playing into a world where people are just confused That's and stressed right. out. Yeah. And they're asking them to make a choice. And it's easier for someone to say, well, I'm LGBTQ, because that can mean anything. Right. As opposed to making a definitive answer and saying, no, I'm this. Right. You know? I bet it would change the survey a little bit is if they specifically said, if you identify as LGBTQ, what are you? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to specify what you are within that alphabet. You know, that might have changed the results a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, doing LGBTQ at this point is just basically like, I don't know what I am. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like a confused answer. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know what I am. Right. <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't know, you know, you know, when you ask me, you know, what, what do you like sexually, uh, out of what, right. You know, well, out of everything, right. Well, I haven't tried everything, you know, but it's all available to you. What are you, right. <laughs> you know, what, what, you know, that's kind of like, uh, I don't, I guess, um, this, cause yeah. this is what I've known, right. Or this is what, uh, you know. But maybe and I'm something else. Yeah, especially when you define it like that. Yeah. What do you like? You know, because that's how this generation's defining it. Yeah. It's like, what do I like? And I like how you put it, like, I haven't tried everything. That's what they would say. Like, well, I haven't tried that yet. That's right. Maybe maybe I do like it. And then they watch something online and they're like, I kind of like that. Yeah. And then they watch something different. Well, I kind of like that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's, it's, you know, the poll is based on a different model right you know it's like a, there's m like it's not based on a objective model it's almost based on a like a subjectivity right you know where there is no right answer right. to the gen z you know questionnaire right because everything's based on subjectivity of the individual right you know uh it, it, you're right it's what they like at the moment right that's what they are where maybe another one is based off of a objective. This is a man. This is a woman. This is what we do with our bodies. You know, this is what is right. This is what is wrong. Right. You know, so like polls maybe 50 years ago, you know, people would be like, whoa, that's really crazy. You know, like, man, like, you know, because people had an idea of this objective right and wrong. Right. So they would look at a poll that would say something like, oh, there's, you know, 3% of the population that claims to be homosexual. People go, whoa, man, that's crazy. You know? Yeah. Like, wow. Because they objectively believe that heterosexuality is the right. Right. And homosexuality is the wrong. Right. Where today it's not, right. it's not based <laughs> on an objective. People don't see things as an objective right or wrong. Right. They're look, everything's based on subjectivity. Right. On what you like. That's right. So the poll itself isn't really telling us anything because yeah. there's no objective measure. Right. There's no objective standard to be measured to. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So the poll itself is like, it could say whatever, yeah. and, and we would just be like, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and I think you're also getting at a really important thing when it comes to objectivity. You know, human beings, we're this really interesting species where we're very helpless and we're easily moldable. You know, if you look at any other species, you know, give birth, you know, I, I've seen a lot of different animals give birth both, you know, personally, but also like online and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to see how already when they come out, they're very active, you know, like you see a young calf come out and they're already running around. They know what to do. 
they're very, you know, but when we had our daughter, they're so helpless. Like they don't even know how to breastfeed properly unless you like help them and guide them in these ways. Most animals aren't like that. They're already running up to the teat. They know what to do. They know how to feed themselves. They know how to wash themselves. They're already very independent. God created human beings to be very much a species where we need to be led. It's expected that we're going to be led and guided by certain things and objectivity that comes before us. The problem is that if you have a bunch of people, millennials, who are confused and they have no idea which way is up and which way is down, they have no objectivity to hold them. And they're making their mind up on these arbitrary changing things of what they like, what they fancy on a given day. And then the new generation is being raised by that. Like, how could they not be confused? Like, how could they not be completely out there? You know, I think we have this idea that your your heart will guide you, that your instincts are going to lead you into the right place. But both biblically, uh, the biblical authors like Paul, as well as even non-biblical authors like Plato and Aristotle, what they believed is they believed that if you feed your base appetites, just what you naturally instinctively want to do, and you don't put any boundaries around it and say this is right and this is wrong. If you just feed it and give it whatever you want or desire at any given moment, it's going to make you more and more confused about what you want. The only way to get to liberty, the only way to get to freedom is to restrain some of your base desires and to say, I'm going to tell you what I am as opposed to listening to you and receiving identity from what you're telling me. Right. That's the clearest way to get into a fog and to b have uncertainty in your life. Yeah, I think a lot of the millennial these younger people, uh, Gen Z and, and, and the next one g coming up is, you know, they've lost their identity in parents. They've lost their identity in, you know, these objective maybe staples. Right. And instead, their objectivity comes through just feeling right just through what they like or what pop what's popular. Or what becomes like the pop culture that that becomes their right, you know, and wrong. Very much like subgenres, you know. Um, you know, when I was younger, you just get really into a culture, a subculture, right. and you have certain right and wrongs within it, and that becomes your right and wrong. Right. With, but what's interesting is, you know, it, it's funny. Like you watch current shows, and there's one that's out on Netflix called Lucifer. And it's 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 got these interesting characters in it, and uh, Lucifer is the devil, and he's on Earth, and he has this uh, s subjective way of thinking. There's really no right and wrong. I can do whatever I want, but uh, but and and it's and it's kind of like he's going off feeling. He right. just goes off what he feels, you know. And at, at the moment, he can have this. At the moment, he can like that. And so his identity is constantly fluctuating sexually and all these things like this. But he, he finds uh, someone that he really gets attached to. He, he finds very interesting, this lady. And, and she is one who's come out of a very subjective lifestyle. And now she has objective truths in her life, things that are right and wrong. And he notices it and he's kind of, like attracted to it, he sees something special in it, and he qu and and it's like it takes forever, but he can't quite pinpoint what it is. Yeah. But he's like, there's something different about the way she lives mm. her life, and and but he sees something attractive in the idea in the stability of her objective way of thinking. Right. That and she keeps trying to tell him like, no, that's there's there's a right and the wrong, 
And what he has to do is he has to now try to figure out how to uh, look at his subjectivity and go, hey, maybe this is a wrong way to live. Mm. And maybe, maybe this isn't stable. He finds himself anxious. He finds himself on edge. He finds himself kind of floating, mm. you know, where he, you know, he doesn't feel like he belongs. You know, does it sound like our culture? Right. You know, like, like the young culture? Yeah, totally. No belonging. Even though he's, uh, even though he's famous, right. he's known in his community. He's, he has a famous nightclub. You know, he's got all kinds of beautiful people around him. And he ha- so he has all the people around him, all the fame around him, all the social media around him, everything. But yet he's super uh, just unstable, mm. you know, and superly confused. And so it's it's if there's anything cool about these newer shows is sometimes they'll tap on these right these big philosophical ideas that are within the culture today right and um, you see where the one who has the stability is the one he's falling in love with and it's kind of the whole thing is Lucifer is falling in love right you know and he sees that love isn't subjective right that is it it is objective right. And 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 so it, it's really it, it's it's you know I it, it, I don't I watch shows like once every you know week mm. you know I'm one of those guys I'm not a guy who sits and binges on shows right but I'll like you know it'll be on or something <laughs> and I'll go oh that's interesting and I'll follow a little bit of the dialogue and uh, yeah um but very much like 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 the culture no no that's really cool I've never seen that show but yeah. it seems your head w- you would probably grab a yeah. hold of these characters <laughs> and be all over it but you know it, it goes into another point where it's like why uh, if you notice one of the the stats that I read I think it was something like 75% have no idea what they're doing they just feel confused about just basic things like meaning and purpose in life yeah they have no idea and uh, the reason why is because if you make a decision and you pursue something, then, you know, it's like the quote we wrote uh, a couple of weeks ago by G.K. Uh, Chesterton, mm-hmm. where he says, t- if, you, if you decide, if you call something something, you've alienated it from all else. So if I call a circle a circle, it can't be a square. Right. If I say I love you, it means I'm saying no to all these other people. Like it's being definitive in my actions. But because we live in this world of infinite choice and we're so petrified of making the wrong ones right that we'd rather stay in this kind of nebulous well i don't know you know yeah <laughs> let's, try like, let's try to tweak the circle let's try to tweak the circle and i i thought it was very interesting where he said 52 percent uh find themselves deeply religious yeah uh and again if if they were to push that a little bit further and say like what's the religion you subscribe to what does this mean for you that you're you're a christian like what does it mean like you've said yes to Jesus, so that means all other religions are wrong. Do you believe that? You know, they were to push it. I bet you would again. You would get very different answers. They would probably be like, "Well, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that all other religions are necessarily true. I think they all have something to add to the greater picture." And you know, I I, I think there's a lot of people that would really struggle making any definitive choice yeah. in their life, and that's why again you see. Uh, there's the great resignation happening with millennials, meaning that so many people are quitting their jobs right now because anything that they have to commit to and to be defined by terrifies them. Yeah, and what's, what's, am- what's amazing is, um, you know, when you get put in these situations, you know, you get locked into a very elementary um, uh, um, 
growth, uh, uh, like individual growth pattern. For instance, like the more you grow older, the more the goal is is to become more independent. Right. But th- because of the way they're thinking, the more older they get, the more they're becoming more dependent. Right. So like they're ha- they're having to look at other things like government or like things to take care of them. Right. And they're they're wanting to vote those ways, you know, to have socialism, yeah. To have socialism, to have things take care of them. Right. Because they're not they're not progressing into independence. They're they're progressing into dependence right. because they don't know how to make decisions uh, in the affirmative. Right. They need to have something or someone, right. almost like, like, walk them through. Right. You know, and like it's it's interesting because you know you and I talk about a brave new world all the time because mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You know, one of the things that Huxley touches on in a brave new world. Is that, you know, people in the future, in his brave new world, they give up their autonomy. They give up their right to choose and their right to make decisions for their own life. And they do it in order to give all those rights and all that authority to the experts, to the people who supposedly know better. And I think a lot of young people in our generation today think the same way. They're like, man, I'm going to trust these experts. I'm going to trust these relationship experts or these psychologists or these sociologists. I'm going to entrust these expert people and their expert opinion in order to help instruct me. And that's why they like this type of political party, because uh, in socialism, that's what you have. You have the state approve of all these experts that are going to tell you the best way to live. And that way you don't have to make up your own decision. And that's why, you know, C.S. Lewis once commented on this and he said, uh, Christianity is a thinking man's religion. Yeah. Because you have to make your own mind up. No one's going to do it for you. It's not a cult. You're not going to have some religious zealot come up and say, like, this is who you are. This is what you need to do. It's about just putting your own personal faith in God and making decisions of how to run your own life and the liberty that he provides. And Mm. that's very scary. Yeah. Especially to a culture that is kind of, um, uh, you know, in constant diapers. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I hate to say it that. That way. we don't want freedom. Yeah. Right? We don't want freedom because freedom is scary. Yeah, that's right. Even though it breeds something beautiful, right. but you have to you have to walk it. You have to take the step. Anyway, we're gonna have to take off on this uh, Better Pleasure podcast. Hopefully, we'll pick up next time. Yeah. Take care. Check out RunningLight.org to begin our two video series: Take Flight and Love or Lust. You can also send us questions on Twitter at Running Light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at Running Light Ministries, Psalm 36.8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures.